Well, good morning, everyone. It is so awesome to be with you here today. Isn't it great to be able to worship God together? I love the fact that we can come together as a family and worship God and experience his presence, experience just his goodness and his grace in our lives. Well, I just am excited and about what's going to happen next Sunday with Seed Sunday. We've already talked about that. We've already shared uh, just that God is, I believe, going to release some miracles. And it's kind of, we've been talking this fall a lot about faith and that really the simplest definition of faith in our lives is this, God is bigger. Whatever you are experiencing in your life, God is bigger. Whether you feel like you're discouraged about something, you feel like your finances aren't where they want to be, a relationship that is difficult, God is bigger. And I just want to see God enlarge your faith because as I've shared before, faith is the currency of the kingdom. It's what moves God's heart and his mind. Now, I I do want to share this today. How many of you are aware that um, there's just been some really difficult things that have hit uh, the lower mainland in British Columbia? You've seen it on the news. The Coquihalla has been wiped out. Well, I want to let you know today that if you have a heart to uh, um, give into that, to help people to um, reach people. There's some churches that we are in connection with uh, over there. And so if you want to give an offering, you can put on your envelope, uh, flood, uh, you can put BC, anything like that. Uh, we're going to make sure that we get money into the hands to help people that need to be helped because there's still a lot of displaced people that are in difficult situations. And again, as a church, we care about people. That's why we're here. We love people and we want to see God help people. So if you want to do that, please feel free to dive into that. Well, today I am going to conclude our series, and I'm excited, I haven't, been, I haven't preached in the last couple of weeks, uh, our series called The God I Never Knew. And, and, and this is a, uh, uh, comes from a uh, Pastor Robert Morris, in, uh, a pastor that I like out of the book, The God I Never Knew. Now, we don't preach books here, we preach the Bible, we preach Jesus, uh, but this has been our, our theme. And here's what we're talking about, how... Uh, a relationship, a genuine relationship with the Holy Spirit can change your life. That we've been talking over the last month and a half about how we can have a real relationship with the Holy Spirit. And each week we've discussed different questions regarding the Holy Spirit. We started off with, who is he? Who is the Holy Spirit? Is he this immovable force? Or is he a, 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 a spiritual, mysterious being? Or is he actually a real person? And then we talked about in week two, is he a person? And why is this important that we discover that the Holy Spirit has a mind, a will, and emotions, and that he can be grieved, and that he gets excited, and he cries, and he laughs, that he has all of these things. And why is that important to us? Well, if he's a person, that means that we can have a personal relationship with him, that the Holy Spirit speaks to us and encourages us. And then we had fun with the the topic. I love sharing this message. Is he Pentecostal? You know, is the Holy Spirit Pentecostal? And we talked about the Feast of Pentecost as well as the Feast of Passover and how really the word Pentecostal just means 50, 50 days. That's, it was the 50 days between the Passover when the children of Israel uh, had the Passover in Egypt till they celebrated when Moses gave the laws, uh, the Ten Commandments on the mountain, and that's when the law was established. But when the Holy Spirit came, At the Feast of Pentecost, after Jesus went to heaven, we discover that now the law wasn't just written on tablets of stone, that God wrote his law in our hearts, and that the Holy Spirit's here to guide us and lead us and help us. And then Pastor Peter did a couple weeks ago, did a great job, does he baptize? 
Does the Holy Spirit baptize us? Is there an experience that we have besides salvation? Can we have the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And, and, and so we believe, yes, that is something that God gives us, that he wants to fill us and flood our lives. Why? To empower us to do everything that God's called us to do. And I want to say this. If you've missed any of these messages you can find them either on YouTube, you can just type in Eastside City Church or the title of a message, The God I Never Knew, it'll come up in YouTube, or at our website at eastsidecitychurch.ca. We want to let you know that they're available for if you want to listen to them today. Well, today, I'm going to share with you something that's exciting to me and something that sometimes makes people nervous, and it's this, does the Holy Spirit speak in tongues? Does he speak in tongues? Now, I know when I talk about this, that's a, for some, that's a really a big question. You start mentioning the word speaking in tongues, and for some people, their hands begin to get a little clammy, their heart rate begins to rise, or just get, get nervous, like, well, what's going to happen here? What are they going to do? What's, this, what's the service going to be about? And I want you to know something today. Relax. I just want you to relax. Nobody is going to force anyone to do anything. Is that okay? Is that a good? I'm not going to force anybody to do anything. We're just going to talk about things. We're going to share things about just the great benefit that speaking in tongues is all about. And here's what I believe. In this season of time that we're living in, I think we need to, in the church, talk about things that are uncomfortable for people. I think we need to have more discussions. I think we need to have more topics. I am really frustrated in society that there are certain things you can't even talk about without being canceled or shut down or knocked down. We're not going to do that here. We're going to talk about things that aren't always comfortable because I believe it helps us to understand and to learn more. And here's the beautiful thing. We don't have to agree on everything. Isn't that a wonderful thing in the body of Christ? We don't have to see it all the same way. I'm okay with that. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. So let's get into this. Does the Holy Spirit speak in tongues? Well, we need to start off with this and understand that in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there's a discussion of the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. I probably could have done another message, is the Holy Spirit charismatic? And what are all the different gifts of the Holy Spirit that are listed there. And so we need to understand that there's a difference between the gift of tongues, and I'm going to talk about that here in a moment, and the grace of tongues or your personal prayer language. That there's a difference between certain gifts that God bestows on people, that he gives them to do for certain things. And here's what it talks about when we talk about the gift of tongues. I'm going to share this. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 4, and I'm going to read out of the New King James Version today, and it says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. That's a cool thing. Many different gifts, the same spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, and to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another, the discerning of spirits, and to another, listen to this, the different kinds of tongues, and to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit work all of these things, 
distributing to each one individually as he wills. So the Holy Spirit has gifts that he gives to people who have experienced him, who are full of him, for different things to build up the body of Christ, to strengthen the body of Christ. So here's what I want you to understand. The gift of tongues that we talked about is a gift that is given to certain people in certain situations to speak. Now, some people may have this gift and flourish in it, but they come up and they give a word in a language that they do not understand. So when I talk about speaking in tongues, what is it? On both sides of it. It's speaking in a language through the Holy Spirit, words that your mind doesn't understand what you're talking about. You don't know the language. Now, I know there are some people here, you come from other countries, and some of you speak four and five languages. Now, there are some people that you say, well, that's the gift of tongues. No, that's not what the Bible is talking about. That is an amazing thing that you have. I wish that I had it. I can barely speak one language. I struggle speaking English. In fact, my wife corrects my English sometimes because I use the wrong words in the right. So anybody else have that gift that you speak the wrong things at the wrong time? Okay, so that's not what we're talking about here today. Uh, it's, it's an amazing thing. But there are times when the Spirit will speak to us. Now, the gifts that are listed here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 are to help us mature the church. So they're to help people grow the church. They're also to help people see the power of God and who God is. You know, if I have the word of wisdom, it's when I come up and all of a sudden there's a situation that, that people are struggling to solve a problem. And all of a sudden, the word of wisdom comes and it brings a solution by the Holy Spirit very quickly. That's the word of wisdom. Uh, It's powerful when it happens. How about the word of knowledge? What does that mean? Well, it's like when somebody comes and shares something with somebody about their life or about a situation that nobody else could have known about, but the Holy Spirit gives them that information. Whoever uses that gift or has that gift has the word of knowledge. And we can go to faith and healing and miracles, um, discerning of spirits, understanding what are, what are spiritual things that are influencing people. There are some people that have this gift that the Holy Spirit has given them. And then there's the gift of tongues, the gift of tongues. Now, if I was exercising the gift of tongues, if I had it, and I've seen it, I haven't seen it for a while, it'd be somebody that would come up and actually maybe stand at the front of the church or be in a, a prayer meeting or a Bible study, and they would speak to everybody in a tongue that nobody maybe understood. Well, maybe there could be people there that knew it. I've seen where it's been confirmed. You know, somebody said, hey, you're speaking in my dialect in Africa or uh, this tongue or something like that. But they didn't know it and they speak it and then somebody else comes up and says, here's what God was speaking. That's the interpretation. And what does it do? It builds up the body of Christ. So that's the gift of tongues. But now we want to talk about the grace of tongues. What is the grace of tongues? The grace of tongues is the act of speaking in other tongues with the purpose of praying to edify or build up ourselves, our own spirit. Who here would say there are times that you don't maybe have a lot of um, confidence in yourself? Maybe you're struggling with some, uh, you know, just you don't feel like you're strong enough to maybe walk through something. Well, the gift or the grace of tongues is something that we speak in a language we don't understand that builds ourselves up and it can be used at any time In any place, but it's mostly for your personal prayer. See, the grace of tongues is a heavenly language that is available to all believers. This is not a special gift that's just for some special people. 
you know, you, well, that guy's really special. And, you know, Pastor Todd seems like he's a special guy, that God really likes him. So maybe he could get, no, no, no. The Bible says this is for everybody. And I'm going to prove this to you today. I'm going to show you the three things of why the gift of tongues is for everybody. Here's, here's how we can know this. First of all, we can find out from the Bible it's scriptural. It's scriptural. And I want to say it this way, that the grace of tongues, and I'm only calling it the grace of tongues, you could call it the gift of tongues, I'm not here to confuse any, just so that we know there's a difference. It's not a gift from God, but a gift to God. Well, why would I say this? Here's what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. He says this, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Well, what's Paul saying here? He says, he who speaks in tongues speaks to God through the spirit. He can't understand what he's saying, but he's speaking to God that somehow his spirit is connecting with God's spirit. Can I hear an amen? amen. You see, God wants us to be able to connect with him in a deeper way. Why? Because it builds us up, it strengthens us. And then Paul goes on to say, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14, he says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. But my understanding is unfruitful. What's he saying here? He's like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm saying. My mind doesn't comprehend it. So he says, then what is the conclusion then? He says, I will pray in the spirit. And I will also pray with understanding or with words, with things that I know. What's the Bible saying? We're to pray both ways. We're to pray for people. We're to pray for situations. We're to pray with our words. Hey, God, I thank you for so-and-so. I thank you for my wife and my kids. And, or, Lord, would you help this person that's dealing with this situation? But then he says we're also to pray in the Spirit. Lord, I don't know what to pray. And so I begin to pray in my language. Hallelujah, Lord. I could start doing it right now for you. We pray. And he goes on to say, I will sing in the Spirit. And I will also sing with understanding. Otherwise, if I bless with the Spirit or pray in the Spirit, how will he occupy the place of the uninformed? Say amen at the giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you say. For indeed, give, you give thanks well, but the other is not edified. So Paul is talking about, he goes, look, at when we, we pray in tongues, people don't understand what we're doing. Because our natural mind can't comprehend what is being spoken. So what are we supposed to do? Do we do this? Is, this? is this just a crazy thing? Well, Paul says it. I want to read 15 again. He goes, I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray with understanding. He says, I'll pray with words I don't understand. See, Paul is saying, I will speak in tongues, and I will also pray with words that I understand. Now, here's what we need to go here, folks. I know that some of you have maybe come from many different backgrounds, and you're like, oh, boy. Pastor Todd, what are you doing? Here's what I want you to know when I say it's scriptural. I want you to understand this. I didn't write the Bible. These, these words are not my opinion. They're not even Paul's opinion. This is what the Bible says. And, and, and I say this, you, you may be sitting here today and you might be like, well, I don't really like that. That's okay, but don't, please don't shoot the messenger. Well, some of you are, but Pastor Todd, didn't, I heard this once, didn't the grace of tongues pass away when the apostles left the earth? You know, that's, that's an argument that people use. Well, here's the question, then did knowledge pass away as well? 
or the knowledge of the word of God? Did, did all of the sudden in this moment after the apostles, do we not now have any more knowledge of God? You see, we, we can't just take bits and pieces and we, we tend to do this a lot as Christians. <laughs> well, I like that verse, but boy, I don't like that. We don't read the whole thing. You see, we need to understand this, that the Trinity is not God, Jesus, and the Holy Bible. Even though I trust the word of God, the word is God's word. It's God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit did not cease to exist. Now, we don't, we've, we don't realize this because we didn't go through this age that the, didn't cease to exist when the Bible was canonized in 393 AD, almost 400 years after the apostles weren't even on the earth. Well, what is canonization, Pastor Todd? Some of you might be like, man, you're using some big words here. Well, it's when the books of the Bible, there was a council of people who met together under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and they studied, and they prayed, and they fasted, and they prayed, and they fasted, and they studied. The, the 66 books of the Bible that we read now, that's when they said, These are, this is what we know as the Word of God. These are the, the, the truth of God. The Holy Spirit revealed to them at the Council of Nicaea. You can look it up. So is, is that when it all passed away? No. We know that the Holy Spirit is alive and well and moving and loving people today, is he not? He still ministers to people. He still changes hearts. He helps people to live righteously. He releases power in us and through us. And here's the beautiful thing. We can have a relationship with him and he has gifts for us. And one of the personal gifts that he has for us is the ability to speak in other tongues, the grace of tongues. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, we're seeing God do some incredible things in this season. Uh, we just had a, uh, somebody that shared with me that in the last couple weeks that they've been completely delivered from uh, 10 years of drug addiction that God, by the Holy Spirit, just touched their life and changed them and healed them. Hallelujah. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. So what's... The conclusion then, he, well, what's, is tongue scriptural? Well, he says, what's the conclusion then in verse 15? I will pray in the spirit and I will also pray and understand. I know I'm repeating myself. I will sing in the spirit and I will also sing with understanding. What's he saying here? Here's a big point. Jesus is not saying if you pray in tongues, but when you pray in tongues, this is how you're supposed to do it. You know, a lot of people do things like, well, uh, I don't believe this is the right way to go about doing things, so I just, I'm not going to do it at all. It's, it's kind of the same excuse that happens sometimes. Can I, I'm, I mean, I'm just stepping on toasty. Can I just dive in and just, I'm, I'm just going crazy here today. How about with giving? <laughs> you know, the Bible says in the New Testament that God loves a cheerful giver, that we're not to give with out of compulsion. And so some people are like, yeah, I'm not going to give out of compulsion. And what do they do? They don't give at all. <laughs> it's not if you give, it's when you give. Have a cheerful heart. Don't give out of compulsion. Don't give because somebody's manipulating you. Give out of a good heart. This is the same thing. Paul's not saying that if you speak in other tongues, when you speak in other tongues, We'll talk about this here in a minute. He talks about, well, do I do it publicly or do I do it privately? That's always a big question. You see, Paul says later on in verse 14, and this our first point is, is it scriptural? He says, 
Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Wait a second. That's pretty, that's pretty clear language. Don't forbid it. You know, when I was growing up, there were churches that said, you're not supposed to do this. You're not allowed to do it. Maybe you grew up in one of those. I'm not here to down other churches, but I'm just saying the Bible says that, Paul says we're not to forbid it. You see, speaking in tongues is biblical. What else is it? It is also beneficial for us. Well, here's what it says, verse 14, verse 4. This is point two. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. What does the word edify really mean? Well, the word edify means to build up. It's like it's a building term. It's building foundation. It's building self up. Who, who here, if you're really honest in the, your life, there are things that you experience where you could use a little bit more building up at times. You feel discouraged. You feel beaten down by life, the world. You, 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 you're, you've gone through things. I think especially in this last season, all of us have had some severe moments where we felt pretty beaten down and discouraged. Sometimes we beat ourselves down, our own mind, our own thoughts. Well, the Bible says that when, we, that when he speaks with tongues, he who speaks with they build themselves up. When we pray in the Spirit, the Bible says that we strengthen our faith. So how else could I say this? Well, would you agree with me here? When we, why do we read the Bible? Why? Because the Bible does what? It builds us up. Who would agree with me on that? That when you read the Word of God, it builds you up. So the, the more I'm in the Word, the stronger my faith becomes. Um, the more I spend time with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, the Bible says that the stronger my spirit becomes. So when do we do this? This is always the big question. Is, this a, is it a public thing or is it a private thing? And, and I, I believe this, and I, as, as I'm reading this, you know, when we read the Bible in private prayer times, what do we do? We build ourselves up. When we read the Bible publicly, we build each other up. We build other people up. You see, speaking in tongues is a gift to build up our spirit. I believe that, that we, it's given to us to personally build us up, that it's something that God gives us especially for our personal private prayer times. But I'm going to say this as a pastor. I don't believe that it means that we can never speak in tongues publicly. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. When I was sitting down there waiting to come up to preach, I was speaking in tongues. Why? Because I, I want to be full of faith. I want my spirit built up. I believe just like when we sing the song of the Lord, there are times that we, we start singing and praising God that, that maybe people will, will speak in their heavenly language. There's a right time and a place to do this. But who here knows that there's also places that maybe we should watch what we're doing, that especially if we're drawing attention to ourselves and not on what God is doing. Uh, I know that there are times that I have people that have come and they, they get excited about things and all of a sudden they just go crazy and everybody's watching them instead of experiencing what God has for them. See, I believe that we're to, our focus is to be on what Jesus is doing when we gather together. You know, some people might be like, well, Pastor Todd, I, I, I disagree with that. Well, how would you feel right now if I was preaching if somebody just stood up in the middle of the service and started singing a song? It's not the right spot for it. I'm not saying that people shouldn't sing. I'm not saying that people shouldn't be uh, excited about things. It has to flow with what the Holy Spirit is doing. There's a flow to what's going on. 
Now, I believe that Holy Spirit's going to make things, just so you know, at times in our services, maybe a a bit more messy. Uh, We're going to see God do more things. He's going to speak to us and through us, but it's because it's the right time and the right place for it. So uh, I know some of you are going to interpret this in different ways. I'm not here to control the Spirit. I'm just here to say that there are things that I think trip people up that should. Now, here's what I have to say. I don't think we should get all bent out of shape if somebody speaks in tongues a little louder than we do or somebody gets a little excited in a moment. I don't think some people are like, they just, they lose it. They're like, I, I, I can't be here. Okay, well, maybe your singing isn't that good either, but people still support you. It's, it's all, you know, we all are, we have our gifts, but it's beneficial. It, it's beneficial. Now, Maybe you're listening to what I'm saying today and you're like, okay, I I see what you're saying, Pastor Todd, but this is just not my gift. Or if God wanted to give me the grace of tongues, he would just like download it on me right now. I would just, it just happened because that's what God wants to do. Well, here's the third thing that I want us to know today as we talk about speaking in tongues. It's a choice. It's a choice. It will always be a choice. So again, listen to what he says. I'm reading the same scripture, but I want you to, I'm going to emphasize a few things. It says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is fruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit. I will also, I will also pray with understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with understanding. You see, I will is a phrase that denotes choice. Now, I'm, I'm telling you today, I've been feeling like I, you know, I'm about ready to turn 52. I need, think I need to lose some weight. Well, I have to choose either I will run or I will not run. Either I will eat two pieces of cake and ice cream or I will not do it. See, those are choices that I make. You see, you will either clean the backyard this weekend, hallelujah, or you won't. You know, I've had to say this. I will not do my kids' homework for them. (laughs) Even if they try to suck me in. You see, I will means we choose to do it. Here's why this is important for us to understand. Because speaking in tongues is something that you can control. It doesn't just jump out of you. (laughs) You know, you're not going to all of a sudden be at Home Depot on Saturday standing in line and all of a sudden you're going to grab the public address system and start speaking in tongues at the, and go into a trance and start speaking in tongues that you're just going to lose all control of it. It's not the way that it works and some people have this fear that if they, they yield themselves to the Holy Spirit, if they give into it, that that's what all of a sudden their life is going to be like. They're going to be driving in their car and they're going to go off the road because it's just, no, it doesn't work like that. You choose when you enter in, you choose when you don't enter in. You choose when you will speak it, when you won't speak it. It's like giving in the offering. Your money, your wallet doesn't just leap out of your pocket. Go over to the info booth and you're running after. You're like, wait, hold on, wallet. Don't do that. I'm not ready. You see, you choose. It has to be a choice. See, why would Paul give instructions on how we're to speak in tongues if it was not something we control? Why would he 
These instructions would be useless. And why would you not want something? I'm here to ask you today. I told you, I'm not here to trick you. I'm not here to force you. We're not going to force anybody to do anything here today. But why wouldn't you want something if it's going to help build up your faith, if it's going to strengthen you, if it's going to give you peace in places where you're facing difficulty? When you don't know what to pray, you can pray. Why would you not want this? Well, pastor, it sounds like gibberish. I I don't want to sound stupid. I don't want to sound dumb. Well, it might sound like gibberish to your natural mind, but it is pure and delightful to the heart, the ear of God. It's like a parent listening to your child. And I've been around. I actually was with a, a family a couple weeks ago, and their little girl who's about 14 months old, she was talking to me. She talked to me for 30 minutes. I don't know what she said. <laughs> and she was serious and she would like <laughs> and laugh and, and we were just carrying on this con- and it was but and the parents were like, "Man, that is wonderful." I was like, "It it is wonderful. It really is." <laughs> but maybe I know there's some that have been taught that by giving in to the speaking in tongues, to, that you're opening up yourself to something evil. Some have been taught that it's the language of the devil. But here's my other question. Does that fit the narrative of who God is? What the Bible says, if Paul is saying, I wish that all of you prayed in the Spirit, why would God give us something bad? In fact, he talks about this. And most people don't understand this, that that when he's talking about this in Luke chapter 11, that he's actually talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. Listen to what Jesus teaches. He says, if a son asks for bread from a father among you, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion now, this is, this is really a hard one to read. He said, if you, then being evil, I'm not evil. Well, compared to God, all of us come way short. This is what he's saying. If you who have evil in you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father, listen to this, give the gift of the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? God loves you. God has good things to you. You see, if I pray in my, the grace of tongues, my spirit prays. I'm asking you today, isn't it about time that you let your spirit pray with God when you don't have words to say, when you don't know what to do in a situation or a circumstance, when you don't even know how to respond to somebody who's hurt you, isn't it time to be able to say, God, would you just pray through my spirit? I don't even know how to handle this. You see, I believe many of us need to to learn how to yield our tongue to the Holy Spirit. And I believe this is one of the reasons why God uses our tongue, is our tongue is what gets us in so much trouble, isn't it? I don't know about you, but in my weakness, I say and speak things that I shouldn't. Things come out of my mouth, and it's about time. I know for myself, God's been challenging me. He says, Todd, yield to, more to the Holy Spirit because I want to use your tongue for righteousness, for building up, for, for tearing down the things of the enemy, but building up the things of God. You see, I believe we need to give the Holy Spirit more control of our lives. And this isn't meant to be something scary. This is meant to be something that is powerful. 
Well, we're going to watch a clip from Robert Morris who talks about his experience of speaking with tongues because I think there are some people that might relate to what he has to share about this. Let's take a look at the video screen. Prayed to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She said, I actually had some syllables come to my mind just like a prayer language, and I knew that's what it was, but I was kind of afraid to say them. But I did anyway, just privately, you know. I didn't. Then, a few months later, we were getting ready to go to church one morning, and Debbie had this kind of weird smile on her face, like she knew something that I didn't know. And I could tell every time I passed her, she kind of... <laughs> so I said to her, what do, what do you keep smiling about? She said, well, I don't want to embarrass you. It's, it's okay. I said, no, tell me, please. She said, well, I couldn't sleep last night, so I got up, went in the living room to read the Bible, came back in, and she said, when I came back in, she said, I heard you. I said, you heard me what? She said, speaking in tongues. I said, I was asleep last night. She said, well, you were speaking in tongues. So I went to Pastor Olin. I said, Pastor Olin, Debbie says, when I sleep, I speak in tongues. <laughs> you know what he said? He said, yeah, that happens to a lot of hard-headed people. <laughs> <laughs> I had built up such a stronghold that's what it is in my mind against it that my spirit had to wait for my body to go to sleep to pray. My spirit is sitting there like, okay, okay, good, okay, let's pray. <laughs> so I said, well, what do I do? Pastor Olin said, well, when you're alone, put on worship music, have your quiet time, just open your mouth and start I yield your tongue, speak in a language you don't know, and just trust God. Let, let God speak. Let God pray. Let your spirit pray. It's a choice. Please hear me. So I did. And a few months go by, and he said to me, hey, are you praying in the spirit? I said, yeah. But here, I don't know why I said this. This is how hard, how hard head low. I said, yeah, but I don't feel anything. I just kind of wanted him to know. I don't feel anything. He said, it's okay. It may take a while with you. <laughs> And then one day I was preaching a revival, and I was uh, in this hotel room, and I got up, and I went up right when the sun was coming up to pray, and I was walking around. I remember there was a swimming pool out there, and I was walking around that pool praying, and I thought, okay, I'm going to pray in the Spirit. And I started, open my mouth, and when I started speaking, a flow started. And I knew I was speaking a language I didn't know. And I began to... I was doing this, and at times I was taking authority over things, and I knew I was doing that, but I didn't know what I was taking authority over. I just knew I was rebuking the enemy. At times I was almost weeping. I got down on my knees, and I remember later thinking, I don't know what the people thought looking out the windows, <laughs> watching me out there just, you know. And then if they opened their window, they thought, yeah, he's from another country. <laughs> But something changed. And that night, I remember that night when I went to preach, something had changed too. I had built myself up. Exactly what Scripture says.
here's, here's the reality today. If I could have Sam come to the keyboard here. Here's the reality. I know even in my own experience, I, I grew up a little differently than Robert Morris said. He grew up in Southern Baptist Church where it was forbidden to initially to speak in tongues. He had to work through a lot of those things. And maybe there are some of you here today that have backgrounds where it's been something that's even been preached against or talked about. I'm just here to tell you that God loves you and he has more awesome things for you. But I grew up in a church that was the opposite. I I grew up in a church that was Pentecostal, charismatic, and we were on the other extreme where, you know, it seemed like people were swinging from the chandeliers and, and all sorts of things were manifesting. But there was also a lot of pressure with things. And I watched over the years as people would come forward, as we believe with the you know, filling of the Holy Spirits with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And <clears throat> there'd be people that would come forward that would want to speak in tongues, but it just, there wasn't a release for them at that time. And just the frustration and the hurt. And for some, it has even turned them off. And maybe you're one of those people that had one of those experiences in your life. I believe today, I told you this, I know in my own life that I started with small syllables and eventually God began to do things in me and and it was an amazing thing. But I know today, I I really say this, that I don't know where you're at. All I know is that God wants to bless your life. That God wants to encourage you. And I promised you, nobody's going to beat anybody up over the head. We're not going to make everybody come to the front unless you want to. We're going to open the altar here and or the front of the church in a moment, if you want somebody to pray with you, you want encouragement, we're here for you. We will pray with you. But maybe you're somebody like Robert Morris, you're going to need to, you're like, pray for me. But maybe you need to go home and you need to get into your quiet place. Maybe you need to drive in your car. Maybe you need to play some music. Whatever it is that you need to do, I believe that God wants to give you this gift. He wants to give you this gift so that when you don't know what to pray, you can pray. So that when you're feeling beaten down, you can have God strengthen you up. You can edify your spirit so that you can walk in the fullness of what God has for you. So where do we start with it? How do we receive it? Well, I believe it starts the same way that it does with Jesus becoming the center of our life, Jesus becoming our Lord and Savior. It starts by faith. We have to ask for it. We have to ask God to do it. And the first thing that we have to do is, I believe if you're here today and you do not have a relationship with Jesus, here's what's beautiful. You literally today, if we pulled out our water baptismal tank, you could get saved, water baptized, and filled with the Holy Spirit all in one day. You see, there's not like this, you know, you don't have to wait for 90 days or, you know, it's not a membership thing. It's a relationship thing with Jesus. But maybe you're here today and you don't have that relationship with Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity. So if you'd like to receive Jesus, whether you're online or you're here in the building, would you just pray this with me? We believe at Eastside City Church that we pray, uh, that we don't, we pray together. We never pray alone. We pray out loud, but never alone. Here we go. Would you repeat this with me? Jesus, I confess that I've sinned. I ask you to forgive me, to free me. Help me to become like you. 
I thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection. And I receive your free gift of eternal life. If you prayed that prayer today by faith, you said, Jesus, I want to start a relationship with you. The Bible says that you are now a new creation in Christ Jesus. Let's thank God today for those who prayed that prayer, who believe God in their heart. And I want you to do a couple things if this is where you stop today, because we're going to move forward into this. If this is where you're stopping today and this is a great place, it's a good thing. This is, there's nothing wrong with you if you, you're like, okay, this is a big change for me. Number one, let somebody know. Let somebody know that you prayed that. Let a friend, a family member, somebody in the church. And then I'm asking you if you'd reach out to us here at Eastside City Church. You can come and talk to us or send a message to info at eastsidecitychurch.ca. We have things that we want to do to help you to grow and to mature and to become you know, everything that God's called you to be. So the first thing we need to do is start asking Jesus to lead us. The second thing we need to do, if we want to receive the gift of grace, the gift of the Holy Spirit, is we need to ask, we need an open heart to receive. Maybe today you just need to say, God, I need to open my heart. I'm praying that God will open your heart. And then what's the third thing? Here it is, it's the simple. You just need to step out in faith. God will not move a car that's not in motion. You can't, you can't turn a car. You have to actually step out. And what do I mean by that? You actually, when you decide that you want to receive this, it's going to require sometimes that you just start praying. You just start asking, God, I just want you to take control of my, what I'm doing here. Again, you're giving it in a time. You can start this and stop this whenever you want. I told you this here today. It's up to you. But I'll tell you what, some of the most precious times I've had is just praying in the Spirit for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, sometimes an hour. Giving that time to God and my spirit, I just come up just, ooh, I just want to fly. Because I'm being lifted up by the Spirit of God. Heads bowed and eyes closed today. If the Lord's speaking to you and you want to receive the grace of tongues, you haven't experienced this yet, You'd raise your hand. You'd just step out and say, Pastor, I want this. I want this. Thank you. Anybody else? Come on. There's many of you. Yes. We're believing. Thank you. It's really not me thanking you. It's, I'm God, I thank God for you because God's got something here for you today. Anybody else? Jesus is so good. Oh. Now, some of you are believers. Some of you have accepted. You've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Here's what I want to encourage you. Some of you, the Holy Spirit today is saying, come spend more time with me. <laughs> let's, let's do this some more. Well, I'm going to pray for those who raise their hand. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you that, Lord, that you promise in your word. You promise in your word, Lord, that you if we ask you for your gift of the Holy Spirit, you being a good father will not give us a scorpion. You won't give us a snake. You don't give us stones. But Lord, you give us the good things. You give us the good part of your spirit. And I pray for those today that are asking for your gift, that right now, God, that you just begin to pour it out upon them. And Lord, for some that are maybe a little bit conscious or a little bit uncomfortable, Father God, I pray that you would do it in your timing, in your season here for God, but I pray that you would release it, Lord, because I believe that you're going to continue to release more things to us in your precious name today, God. I thank you that, Lord, the, the Holy Spirit level of Eastside City Church is rising. It's coming to a new level. And I thank you for this. 
In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen and amen. Here's what I want you to do. If you want somebody to pray with you today, you want somebody to, you, you're just like, no, I, I feel like I, I want to go another step deeper into this. Or if you've got something else that you need prayer for, maybe you need healing in your body. Maybe you, you need, there's a situation that you need wisdom for. I want to invite you to come forward. We, we've got people here that are going to pray for you. But if not, just keep asking God for more. He's going to pour more of himself on you. I believe it. Hallelujah. Have a great day. God bless you. Thank you for being here with us today.